Hello, hello! From the White House, this is me, uh, your president for life of the furry fandom, Neil Fox, and hopefully the future, the future president of the United Federation of Planets, by the way. Uh, but that, we'll save that for another time. So, with me, as always, is my partner in life, my partner in love, and my partner in completely legal crime, Trey Playstead, uh, also known as Link Labrador. Link, introduce yourself, my friend. Because if, if, if the crime is legal, then it's not a crime, right? So if you are my partner in completely legal crime, then we've done nothing wrong. What the hell? Okay, completely legal crime. I'll explain that in another, uh, another, in another podcast. He's, he's, he's very confused by this concept. I have figured out how to use legal loopholes to do anything. Well, they're not a crime if they're legal. Correct. So, for example, let's do. Let's start off with the whole concept of the legal loophole and all the yes. ramifications of it. Absolutely. That that is a wonderful podcast topic and one that we will talk about probably for many podcasts to come. Yes. Because, and I reiterate, so that my lawyer can sleep at night. I am not a lawyer. This is not legal advice in any way. Yes. Same for you. This is not legal advice. This isn't, you know, we're going to run through all of the proper channels to get this done. Yeah. Guys, Goodwill, you can donate shit. Well, we're not not to that yet. We need to start with a simpler concept. I'm just... Yeah. For the educated ones who may want to take this out of context or want to... Mm imply that what we're talking about is potentially illegal someday in the future because Mm -hmm. as far as using different methods to gain wealth that I hadn't known about before Mm -hmm. I don't want to be I I don't know all the uh, bones of the individual say all the bones of needing to do, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I personally don't actually... Hmm. I guess I don't really know what a legal loophole is. So I'll let you take the floor. That is the perfect place to start. Because, again, like with the... I was explaining the Socratic method to him earlier. Uh, I don't remember if that was on the podcast or not. But again, we'll, we will talk about all of these concepts yes. many times. That's the great thing about podcasting. Time doesn't matter when you're podcasting because people listen to it in their car, in their, in when they're working. You know, I love podcasting. I love podcasts, and there I have so many reasons for that. But yes. Anyway, your question is: What is a legal loophole for myself and the wider audience? I'm sure by the time, I'm sure by the time. We've uh, come around to you in the future. I'll have learned these two concepts. And hopefully well, see, you'll be able to learn them as well. See, what a delightful way to learn difficult concepts. And for, see, teaching a concept like the concept of a legal loophole is something that is helpful for both parties. So it's yes. helpful to you because yeah. you're learning something new. 
and it's helpful to me because I need to, especially as a political candidate, I need to be able to explain things in a way that everyone can understand. Yes. And and I I I say this I said this in the last episode, I'll probably say it again. Considering that you have dyslexia and ADHD. Yes. Which both separately make it more difficult to learn in a school environment. Yep. If I can explain it to you in a way that keeps your interest, mm-hmm. then someone who only has ADHD or only has dyslexia or just someone who thinks differently than I do, they will have a lot easier time understanding it. So, legal loophole is your question, right? Yes. Okay. So a legal loophole is a way to break the law and get away with it. Now, how do you break the law and get away with it? Great question. So, uh, let me let me give you another definition for legal loophole first though, okay. because sometimes it is illegal. Yep. But oftentimes, uh, maybe about 50/50 of the time, a legal loophole is it feels like it should be illegal. So, so let me give you an example of the second kind. Okay. So, uh, a uh, a legal loophole that many people think is wrong is the loophole that rich people use when they give stock to a charity. Stock, not money, stock, okay? Now, do you know about this legal loophole? Are you now? Mm-hmm. He has the most amazing look of wonderment on his face right now, viewers. Or should I start calling him constituents now? My my constituents. We can use the stock market to pay people. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Uh, I, I have a, an idea to add on to that, and uh, let me see what you think, okay? Yeah. Not only can we do that, Did you know that unlike the U.S. dollar, inflation of a stock means the stockholders get more money. That money is purely digital. So if we legally, legally as president and vice president, if we manipulated the stock market, for example, and then pardoned ourselves for the crime, we could do legal stock manipulation tactics because no one would have the power to stop us from doing it and the money is all imaginary anyway. Everybody understands stocks are imaginary. Exactly. Honey. Yes. We don't even need to be the president to do. Guys, if you open up a company Mm -hmm. and then you start paying people with stock options, Yep. You can artificially, you can increase their pay by the company being more successful. By the company being successful. Oh, and that's you could, genius. And you can issue and split your stock as much as you want. Oh, shit. You're right. So we It's would... legal inflation. Holy shit. 
yes. Now, now we have just created the uh, billion dollar idea. Absolutely, billion dollar idea. I've had several. <laughs> I've had several billion dollar ideas. I would say. I, I, I think we should put one of them into practice at least. <laughs> so. I love this idea, and let me elaborate on it. As someone who's been to business school, this is how I would imp- this is how I put your idea into practice. Okay, yeah. so I would create, and you would create a uh, a publicly held company. Yep. So a company where basically every share is owned by the government. Okay. So you release ten billion shares on the first day. Uh-huh. Whatever. It doesn't matter. That you know the stock is worth one cent or whatever. Because if no one buys the shares, then the value is very, very low. So you release an ungodly number of shares because you know that the price is going to go up. So then, you 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 know you release the you release the um, or you found found the uh, the corporation where the government is the stockholder, mm-hmm. and you say, well, to those people who are interested in investing in this company. Uh, we will be releasing the stock and in small amounts. Mm-hmm. So we will be releasing one million shares a day, and every single day we can use the power of the executive to force, through the FCC, we can force the television stations to give us an hour of airtime yeah. on every channel. Yes. So. During that time, here's here's my recommendation to the American people in that if if we are able to do this. So here's what I would do. I would just tell the American people at the beginning of every address, I would say, uh, that welcome to the presidential puppy hour. You can gather around your television, you can enjoy it, or you can turn it off and enjoy an hour without television. Because if it's on every channel and you don't want to watch it, all you have to do is turn it off. Now, it's time for us to play with puppies in the Oval Office while we explain something complicated, like, uh, you know, number theory or whatever. So, to scale down your idea... Sure. You teach people how... You, you put out the classes, you get people mm-hmm. interested in the classes. Yep. And then you have a publicly traded company, mm-hmm. and you bun- throw a bunch of stuff out into the ether. Sure. But you have that as currency now that you turn around and pay the people. Exactly. Well, see, and if and you pay the people who um, took your classes as like a final bonus. Oh my god. Give them like a hundred stocks or something. You give them each like a hundred stocks. Oh my god. That's genius. And some of them will research it. It's like, oh, I can buy more of this? Oh, I can buy more of this? And then by using the materials created by the company, so the, the company would be the one that would be creating the spoons and forks and uh, the scoops and all of that. Yeah. All the components that you need to make the products. Yes. Uh, or the, the pin innards and all of that. That innards. The, the, the metal components of the pin. Whatever. They would say, wow. You're telling me that I can get some stock in this company. And then by making more of that company's products. You know, we'll have, you know, on, on one side it'll say, thank you, furry president, or something. Whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like everyone will know that specific brand, mm. and so then the value of the stock will go up. And if we only release a small amount of the stock at a time to the employees and yep. to the people who take the classes, yep. then why would the value of that stock go down if we're promoting it every day on national television on every channel? Why would that stock price go down? <laughs> the stock price would go up a lot. We'd make a lot of money off the stock alone. But we wouldn't be making the money because here's the thing, my love. I need you to understand this, and this is very important for this specific idea. Yes. It would be a fully government-owned corporation. So we wouldn't be making money, but the American people would be making billions of dollars from the stock market to pay to the people taking the classes from the same company. That would be fantastic. What better way to encourage small business in America than to give people, here for free, here are the items you need to yep. make a valuable item. Yes. You know, here, here are the components to make a solar panel. Now you can put... Here are the components to make a solar panel, and you can watch the video on YouTube or whatever of how to take those components and make them into a solar panel. Yes. So you, you have to do, kind of like Ikea, where you have to do a small amount of labor, but by doing that small amount of labor yourself, it makes the production process a thousand times cheaper. You're right. Solar panels, that's a good product for this system. Yep. Okay. Free. Uh, I, I don't I think the to... woodworking is a good product for this specific system. What? Because uh, the goal for the solar panel mm -hmm. would be that they would have enough of them to do something useful. Right. Now, the goal with the pens would be to feed our industrial empire. Well, we will have many industrial empires, but during the time when we are actually in the presidency, it would not be a good idea to be focused on the industrial empire. Now, no, no, when no, no. you get out of office and you've been making pens and selling them only in the White House gift shop, and then you say, well, oh, this is my brand from my company, American Wood Art, so I'm taking the brand with me. Now, you can still have people woodworking in the White House if they want, but the brand American Wood Art is mine, created many years ago by that point, created many years ago. Yes. And so I'm taking the brand with me, and now you own the world's most exclusive pen, because for eight years it was only sold in the White House gift shop. Mm-hmm. And so on the second-hand market, they're probably worth like 10000 each. Yeah. And then you leave office so that you have no more financial obligation to report your income mm -hmm. and again we're all we're donating money from each sale to saving puppies so why would anyone care that you want to expand your business exactly and so you step out of the white house and you step into your beautiful office in downtown dc where you will run american wood art as a giant warehouse 
like like one of those old factories that's all torn up. God. We will renovate it, and it will be gorgeous. It will all be an uh, all wood interior. The entire Can't... place covered in wood that has all been made by your students. So it'll be like tiles, for example. Mm-hmm. Made you know, one tile per student. And who wouldn't want to be taught woodworking by the vice president of the United States? Yes. And so if you, I was you will kid... have 10,000 students a day in person. Yes. And then anyone in America can come to your shop. There's a limited number of students per day, but that's, you know, other than that, just because there's only so much of the building. Mm-hmm. And of course you would live stream it all as well. So if they want to watch from home, they can. But every day you make five hours of YouTube content yep. showing people how to do woodworking in the specific class that you're teaching that day. So yes. this is the ice cream scoop class. So everyone here has equipment to make 20 ice cream scoops from melted down tanks. <laughs> Thank you, World War II. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll be making, you know, five ice cream scoops during the class, and then you have 15 to take home and make them yourself. And who wouldn't want to be taught by the furry vice president, the world's first gay, <laughs> dyslexic, ADHD <laughs> president? Like, <laughs> holy LGBT people would come from all oh over the world to learn woodworking from the first LGBT <laughs> vice president. <laughs> it's like, oh yes, I'm done with the presidency. I'm done with that. What if we get eight years? Maybe uh, what if we? Are you kidding me? Why would they not elect? Why would they not reelect someone who's just used a thousand days <laughs> to send to send every person in America a package? <laughs> Every day, a package filled with free shit. Why would anyone? Not, I'll get. I, I'm going to make a prediction that in the election in 2032. Yeah. And, and this is only a prediction. It's not. You know. Who knows? But I'm going to predict that in the election for 2032, I will get 99% of the vote because if. If I am elected president on my 37th year of life, which yep. would be in uh, 2028, because I'd be, I'd be over the age of 35, so they don't have to change the Constitution. Is, is, is the plan to get reelected or just do one term? Darling, I'm already planning my reelection campaign. Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? Okay, so here's Fine, what I... Fine, fair enough. Have you noticed that I have NPD? Yeah. I love attention. And, and, and I, I love to be in front of cameras. I would gladly spend eight years producing five hours of content a day. Oh my God. Gladly. And, and the content we would make would be every single clip would be world famous. So, for example, we will do the presidential puppy hour sometime in the evening when people are home from school. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll do that at, you know, 6 p.m. every night or something like that. We'll, we'll take an hour of primetime television and make it worthless. It'll be great. Every, every television executive will hate us, but it doesn't matter because they can't stop me. So, we'll have the presidential puppy hour every night. That will be 
mandatory for all FCC broadcasts to broadcast it on their network. Yeah. So every radio, every TV. <laughs> My God. And then the president has the power to send an SMS text to every single cell phone. <laughs> so the link to our podcast will be at 7 p.m. when the broadcast finishes. The link to listen to that night's episode will be sent as a podcast to their phone. Oh my god. To every person in America every day. And we can do that for free. Is there anyone on earth you're not willing to solve? No! Oh, okay. I don't care about their money! I am going to get, unless I magically create the cure for my condition. <laughs> I was in a very serious... I almost died in that yes. accident. At, if someone believes that I am not disabled enough to need social security, they are wrong. Because I was nearly killed yes. by that accident. At, like it is, it is only by the greatest stroke of luck that I was not killed. You're a good boy. So... The reason why I bring this up is, if anyone believes for any reason that I don't deserve $1,000 in Social Security, SSDI benefits every month for yeah. all of the years that I worked hard, paid taxes, did, did my duty as an American citizen, yeah. they can fuck off. <laughs> like, I don't need money ever again. Ah. It, it, do you know how much money a thousand dollars a month is for the rest of my life. Let me let me just do the math for you real quick, okay? I'm gonna pull up the calculator. Yeah. Because as I I love how you share my thoughts about money, but you actually will often have the same yeah, like the same finish line as me. But mm -hmm. you'll have a you'll have gotten there in a different way. And yeah. I love that about you, my love. Yes. So, when I got my letter in the mail that said I would receive $1,057 a month yep. until I am cured of my disability, which, good luck, <laughs> I, I was in a car accident and almost died. If that's not a reason to get on SSDI, I don't know what is. Uh, you know, I was walking before the accident. Everyone knows that. Everyone who's ever met me at a convention, I was using the cane. Yep. And now I'm in a wheelchair. Yep. So if you meet me at a convention, I will be using the wheelchair, very likely. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> if anyone's like, well, that person is claiming disability, and that's not true. And it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was walking before, and now I'm not, asshole. Anyway, uh, uh, let me just do the math for you really quick. Yes. So... That letter that I received, mm -hmm. $1,057. Yep. All right? Yeah. So, times 12 months, so that would be, per year, would mm -hmm. be 12000 or yes. just a little over 12000 Yep. Okay? Now, hopefully, unless I die in a fire, maybe burning down the Library of Congress. I don't know. I haven't, got, <laughs> I haven't gotten to that one yet. Have I told you about that idea yet? I don't remember. Why, why do we want to burn down the Library of Congress? <gasps> darling, darling, darling. Oh. No, we're not burning no, it down. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not doing it before it's legal for us to do it. So when we do it, it will be legal. So let me show you, okay? 
So, this is how much per year. Yeah. Hopefully, I will live for another 60 years. Depends on if I'm assassinated for my <laughs> desire to destroy the financial system. But legally, of course, completely within the bounds of the law, I would like money to cease to exist. But anyway, $12,000 a year. Yeah. Hopefully, I live another 60 years. So, we're going to multiply that by 60. That's $761,000. Yep. If anyone says, Well, $761,000? It's because I did my duty as an American citizen, and Mm -hmm. I put in the time, I put in the effort, I did difficult jobs for many years not that much pay either the business took up most of the profits just because i didn't know what i was doing yeah that, which is completely normal when you're learning how to do something mm-hmm. but uh and then i did a consulting job for almost a year i it was uh let's see january to june so about seven months mm-hmm. i went into like 50 or 70 businesses and i learned a ton from that experience because yeah. I saw the same mistakes at every business that I went to. Yeah. So if anyone says I didn't put in my time or I, I didn't deserve it because I'm too young or something like that, they can fuck off. Yes. But with $761,000, I'm good. I don't need more than $761,000. If anyone says, but why would, why would you want to live on such little money? Like, what, what expensive things do we do? Like, what, what are the most expensive parts of our week? Buying gas? Uh, buying food? Buying food, buying gas. Um, Every so often we might buy a video game, but that's like once a month. Um, most of our shit's actually business expenses, which are pretty much tax write-offs. Right. So, so if we make the money from our business, and then mm-hmm. we spend it on things that we need to do things like travel, or um, to go to a convention, get a hotel, that kind of thing, yep. those kinds of expenses, yeah. why would we not pay that with business money? If, if we can, you know, pay for whatever travel that we need... Yeah. Of course we can prove it's a business expense. Like, we were on the way to a convention. Yeah. That's not difficult to prove that you were doing a business expense. Why did you write off 7,000 miles this year? Well, we drove a lot. Exactly. Anyway, continue. Well, I understand why you don't care about money. Mm. No. What if we had more power? Well, that's my job. Exactly. I want the money because not to spend it on myself. Right. To have reserve fuel. Sure. That's why I want to make sure that I have a job that pays me regularly. Absolutely. Because I don't give a fuck about money. Right. I want fuel in the tank. To do good for people. You care a lot about doing good for people. I do. Yeah. I and do. I do too. And I mean, after all, everyone knows, and you can look it up on my. I can I can give give you my frickin' tax return if it would help mm-hmm. prove my point. But I donated personally. Yeah. Because of efforts I made. Yeah. 
that was over, I think, $80,000 in funds mm -hmm. that went to charity that year. Yes. So if, if I had not done those things, if I had not, you know, come up with the idea to save the cute baby horses that Telephone loves so much, mm -hmm. if I hadn't come up with that idea, they, that specific charity, that specific charity drive, we, been, we ended up doing, I think, about 60000 yeah. And then um, the other, let's see, it was 30000 that went to the charity, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And then 30000 went to things like shipping expenses. Um, yeah. The, uh, the, you know, flying the people out, doing the um, T-shirts and all that. So all the expenses that went into it, including uh, Kickstarter ha uh, has a uh, 5% fee. Yeah, and then the credit card companies have a three and a half percent fee. So there's eight and a half percent right there. Exactly. So keeping our expenses to around twenty percent or so, after you know taking the 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 money away for the uh, Kickstarter fee and the other one. Yeah. Around twenty percent expense for a large campaign is actually pretty good. A lot of charities do like fifty percent. What? Yeah. It's very common. Oh, it's more, it might be more common than you know. Oh, fuck. Did you know? Okay, this is... Here, we're going to do a quick ad break, which now we can do with one click, which is great. Yep. And then uh, we're going to resume. We're going to talk about the absolutely disgusting fools who run predatory charities. So we will be right back after this message. Yes. <laughs> that would be a terrible idea. So, you were just asking me how I proved, right? You were asking me earlier today how I proved yeah. using nothing but thought that copyright does not exist. Now, let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. What is information, okay? Tell, tell me what information is. Information is a... Hmm. Okay. I can give it to you in an analogy. Sure. So I have a piece of paper that has lots of writing on it. Sure. Yep. That is a form of information. True. Okay. So you've given me a piece of paper in our, in our example. Yep. And uh, so I'm going to grab the uh, to-do list here. Yeah. And so you're giving me, just do this in real life, you're giving me a piece of information. Yep. Okay. So, uh... A, a person who works with mathematics mm -hmm. understands that this is not all the information that you gave me. Okay? So let yes. me explain. Yep. So not only did you give me a piece of writing, so it says, move your stuff from the living room. Yep. We just need, we're, we're working on cleaning up the White House that we have here in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I created a real-life Easter egg for everyone. Oh, you did? Yes. So any person who decides to drive to our presidential address, that we'll call it the presidential estate, the presidential palace. There we go. Anyone who would like to drive to the presidential palace can drive to our address, and they don't, have to, they don't even have to come to the door if they don't want to. But they can connect to our Wi-Fi router from the street, which is called the White House. So you know that if you find our address online, and you drive up to it, and you can connect to a Wi-Fi network called 
the White House with the password furrypresident.com, if you can connect to that network, well, there you go, free internet. Anyone who's coming through Indianapolis, you're more than welcome to use our unlimited T-Mobile tower, especially since we won't be here most of the time. <laughs> We're going to be traveling to events, giving away free shit. And in so doing, I will be the reincarnation of Carl Sagan, except wearing a furry head for every broadcast and yep. doing what he did, which is fl flying around the solar system, but they did it with special effects, but he was in a ship driving around. Mm -hmm. So I will make a follow-up to his show, Cosmos. Yeah. It will be called Cosmos 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and we will do it from our first-of-its-kind TV studio built in space with, <laughs> with uh, artificial gravity technology. So it'll be just like a studio on Earth, just the same way that Carl Sagan did it. Okay. So we will, we will replicate his show, but instead of doing it with the backdrop that he made of just a generic ship, we will do it from the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. And what school child wouldn't say, oh, you know, I, I don't really want to watch the mandatory school assembly to watch every episode. <laughs> and I, I will have an enwrapped audience of millions of people. Both kids and adults can watch from home as well. And we'll be talking about, say, asteroids while standing on an asteroid in a furry spacesuit with furry ears. Christ. It'll be amazing. What school child would be like, I don't know if I want to watch the president's address from the asteroid. <laughs> what, what school child would ever say that? Oh my God. Are you trying to be the Miss Frizzle? I want to. I, that is, that is been my <laughs> lifelong dream to fly around the solar system like Miss Frizzle in the school bus. Oh my God. I, I have loved... Miss Frizzle, since <laughs> I was two years old. Miss Furry. <laughs> Miss Furry! That's, uh, yes, Furry Frizzle. That should be my name, Furry Frizzle. Your stage name. <laughs> my stage name. Well, I'll wear, I'll wear the dress like she would wear, of course. Wear and a I would be, in a spacesuit. Why be, not? I, no, 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 because the spacesuit is bulky, so we'll do that whenever we're doing something outside the ship, obviously. Oh, my God. But it will be just <laughs> like Star Trek, except with Miss Frizzle piloting the Enterprise while wearing a furry head. <laughs> what child on Earth wouldn't watch the magic school bus in real life filled from the Starship Enterprise? Holy shit. <laughs> what the f As the president has been traveling for the last 60 years to reach the Alpha Centauri system and set up the world's first extrasolar colony, he's been broadcasting to us on live television the entire time. <laughs> uh, you know, there's artificial gravity, so his, you know, bone condition will not deteriorate while he is floating through the depths of space. And, it, you know, it is the year 2092... His 100th birthday, and he is now 
the first ever colonist on the first ever colonist ship to claim another planet system for the United States of goddamn America. The US is still around by then. Well, darling, <laughs> if we fix every problem that exists, why would the United States go away? Darling, 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 okay. I need you to understand this, okay? Yeah? Do you remember what I told you about my amendment? The, the Save Dead Puppies Amendment, or whatever it was. The, the, you, you were going to call it the Anti-Puppy Abuse Act, or something exactly. like that, right? the Anti-Puppy Abuse Act. Some, something like that, yeah. okay? I'm going to put that text into the Constitution as a constitutional amendment. So now animal rights are recognized in the same way that the right to not be enslaved is recognized in the Constitution, for example. Genius! So it's, it's not changing the law, it's updating the law to, we've learned a lot as a civilization over the past hundred years. Yes! So we are updating the law. Here, here's what I will call my proposal to the American people. Yep. The Human and Animal Bill of Rights. And we will put in rights like the right to live in a society there are 30 without human, suffering. There are 30 human rights, by the way. No, no, I know, but I'm saying that we should add 10 of them to the Constitution and call it the Human and, uh, human and Furry Bill of Rights. <laughs> why don't we just all, add all 30? Sure, why not? The, the, okay. the, the, the human bill of rights can be 30 or 50 or 100. It doesn't matter. The Constitution is a piece of text. Uh-huh. It could be a thousand pages long, going into great detail on things that need to be fixed on a federal level. Yeah. So, as an example, one of the amendments would be the right to life and the right to choose. Yes. So you get both people on your side. Uh-huh. So, for example, you, you, you fr again, from the Oval Office, you talk to the American people directly, and you say, so I want to create an amendment that does guarantee the right to life, but also the ability to choose. Yes. So, here's, here's the system that I propose to get both sides on my side on this issue. Yes. Okay? So, we agree as a country, uh, you know, I can talk to experts, I can talk to scientists, and again, interview them live yeah. so that everyone is informed. Yes. Yeah, think about how easy, quote unquote, easy is not the right word, but uh, I'm going to use the word easy just so it's easier to understand. Mm -hmm. Think about how easy it was to convince you that we shouldn't arm teachers. Yes. Now, you are a person who is very strongly opinionated about guns. Yes. I, I don't really care that much one way or the other. I, I, I do not want to personally own and use a gun because it could hurt my bones. Yes. So there, that's, that's, that's right out. But uh, it, I, I don't really care that much one way or the other about guns. Like if people have guns, if people don't have guns, whatever. I'll give you a Nerf gun. A Nerf gun. <laughs> Stop it right there, Kim Jong-un. I'm gonna nerf ya. <laughs> but how would he feel if, if he was standing? He was standing. I was sitting in my wheelchair. And, like, and I just... Luke. Hi, how are you? And I just... I, I, he's, he's like walking up to shake my hand and I just reach over. 
pull out a cowboy hat, Nerf gun, they think, Kim Jong-un. <laughs> He's just like, what did he say? <laughs> they're trying to translate the humor, and they're like, what? 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 Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Just insult Kim jong That would go, what? <laughs> What's he going to do? Kill me in, on live TV? <laughs> he would get gunned down. By the Secret Service so hard. So fast. <laughs> so what's, what's he going to do? Hey, Gim Jong Loon. I think you're pretty loony, boy. He's like, I have been enriched with this honor. <laughs> well, if you would like to kill me, you're welcome to try. Secret Service, would you take me off the stage, please? <laughs> Goodbye, all. Goodbye. I'll be addressing you from Air Force One in a few moments. I will be the first person ever to want, the first person ever to want to be the president so badly that I was willing to work my entire life to make it happen so that I could be president near the beginning of my life Mm -hmm. so that I could enjoy the fruits of the good that we are going to do. What? what? I am just a puppy and this is what I do. What person? Find a crazy adventure and let's go for it too. <laughs> what what person wouldn't will we'll make will make a special printer that anyone can order on the White House website for free. Yep. It'll be a postcard printer so you can print a postcard and it will have prepaid postage. So they can send it anywhere in the country. So they can send it to the White House if they want. They can send it to their mom. They can send it to their dad. Whatever. So then, everyone will will realize, because I will tell them, how easy it is to mail things to each other using postcards. Yes. Like, most people don't know. Like, let's say you needed to mail a credit card to somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't have to use a 58-cent stamp. You can yeah. fold, you can, and this, this is, you're basically making an envelope, mm-hmm. but you're paying the postcard price. So yeah. you, you take cardstock, yep. and you fold it in half over the card, and then it just looks like a postcard. And so you pay the postcard price, which is only 20 cents per card. Yeah. Or it was 20 cents when I was, you know, like 10, so it's probably like 25 or 30 cents now. But Indeed. The, the point is, it would be a lot cheaper. And if, if, there is no cost to send them in the United States, similar to business reply mail, mm-hmm. then everyone will send them all the time. Yes. Especially to me, the president. Yes. With whatever, what I will ask people to do is if they need something, to send me a postcard. Right. We can run them through a machine that will read them automatically and convert them into text. Yep. And then I'll have a... Of probably a large building of people going through and reading all the different responses mm-hmm. and determining which ones need my attention. Yes. So, uh, you know, this charity just had their uh, just had their building burned down, and uh, <clears throat> they didn't have the proper insurance, and there's something. So they they need your help, Mr. President. And I would I, I would read the card, and I would show the card, and I would say. 
Betsy sent me this from Minnesota. And this injustice shall not stand. Betsy, your charity shall have the most beautiful federally created building that has ever been created in, the, in your state of Minnesota. You can choose any finish you like. We will make it out of wood, out of American wood, with the wonderful woodworkers that we have trained at Rockler and the Playstead Woodworking Academy. We will build it in the style of a log cabin to symbolize our forefathers homesteading throughout the United States. And we plan to give every person on this God's green earth who would like one a house built by these woodworkers, brick by brick from American trees on American soil that we give them for free. Made out of, not brick by brick, out of a new future that we are forging for the remnants of our past. Yes. We shall recycle and reuse elements. Yes. With this plan, uh, just, just tell me, tell me a problem on Earth. Any problem. What, what is something that's like, man? I wish that was different. Housing. Housing. Great. So every we'll we'll, we'll have the army. We were talking about this the other day. We'll have the Army Corps of Engineers come up with a standardized plan for a three D printed house. For a three D printed house that uses bricks that are made out of wood or recycled plastic. Yep. And well, you would want uh, you'd want uh, sand and cement. Oh, of course, that as well. For sand and cement for the main walls. Recycled plastic for the interior and insulation. Right. Which can be three D printed in as well. Yeah. Well, and to get those raw materials, all we have to do is just do a federal version of what Maine and Michigan have done so well. That's how we do the whole recycling thing. So we, we just say every bottle in America, every can, every piece of, you know, cardboard, we'll, we'll have like a, maybe a weight of cardboard, like 10 ounces of cardboard or something like that. Because cardboard can be easily recycled into more cardboard. Yes. To make U.S. post office boxes or post, postal service boxes yeah. and postal service postcards, again, which we will create ourselves. Yeah. What about the myths that uh, a lot of the... Recycled material doesn't actually get recycled, it just gets tossed out. I am so glad you brought that up. Because this is a problem that we can solve virtually overnight. Okay? So, for the past 70 years or so, more and more and more plastic has been piling up everywhere on Earth. Yes. And how the fuck has no one figured out a safe, simple way to take just any old piece of plastic. It doesn't have to be a, you know, you have, you have to have a product in mind that doesn't require one specific piece of, one specific type of plastic. Why don't we just use plastic dredgers that are out and go the big plastic circle? Yeah. Half. That's probably a billion tons of plastic. Like, we could make so many houses with that. We, we got the resources, guys. You literally tossed it into the ocean, you <laughs> fucking morons. 
we don't need this shit. Oh, what if we dredging is a great idea? What if we what if we located sunk ships relatively close to the U.S. coast? Yeah, like around Hawaii, for example. Yeah, I bet that with the right with the right resources, and with a president standing on the rig that you would need to lift the ship up out of the ocean. Yeah. Yes. Lift the USS Constitution from the depths of the sea. We shall use it to make forks, spoons, knives, and free dildos for every person in America. Every person in America, free bad dragon dildo. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, on the other hand, those wrecks are becoming habitats for coral reefs. Oh, okay. There's scuba diving. Uh, there's sure. a lot of there are tourist destinations. Well, and what better what better hobby can we promote with your idea of floating resorts? What better I what better way could we promote ecology? Yep. People interested in studying the ocean, becoming oceanographers. There was actually a company that tried that very concept. It wound up sinking. Well, the U.S. government is very good at building oil platforms. <laughs> good point. So if they can build an oil platform <laughs> that doesn't sink to the bottom of the ocean, <laughs> they can build a set of 10,000 floating villas created from our beautiful American wood with... with we, I, I, we put the villas on... Each each wait, one wait, is like wait. a houseboat, basically, and they're all strung together, so that they don't float. Like, like if there's a storm, they don't like move that much because you'd have so many tied together. On oil platforms, because exactly. the vast majority of the oil platforms are. We will never need oil ever again. So why don't we just eminent domain all of the oil platforms and destroy them? No, we replace that. We repurpose them. Sorry. We destroy the oil drilling parts of it and just make it a nice, beautiful platform for a beautiful presidential retreat resort where all of the money that is donated for, again, donated, so you get a tax write-off. We incorporate, we incorporate elements of the oil platform into the into the design of the resort. Absolutely. Yeah. So instead of removing the entire thing, you take out, you know, just the bits and pieces. I the only you even leave the giant rod in the middle. God damn. Sure. Put a goddamn flag on there. This is America on the open ocean. <laughs> Sorry. Who wouldn't want? And then we just renovate the rest of it. Yeah. Make it look really nice. Make it look really nice and then use the platform on the top. Build a, build because, like a hotel, basically. Like a tall building. Well, the platform on the top is basically just the top tall building. <laughs> well, there you go. I, well, and what we would do is we would make it so that, like, the... We, again, we'd have the, sort, the resources of the Army Corps of Engineers, obviously. So we can fit. We can go to the Army Corps of Engineers and say, "I want to take the oil drilling material, like the oil drilling part of the platforms, yeah, and I want to repurpose it into beams 
mm-hmm. you know, to big iron beams to build floating presidential hotels where all the rich, arrogant fuckheads can live 10,000 miles away from everyone else. <laughs> so we put it out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean right next to Hawaii. Hawaii will be our... Hawaii will be... What we, we, we will make the land in Hawaii so goddamn expensive by putting resorts all around Hawaii that all the rich assholes will live in Hawaii and leave the rest of us the fuck alone. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh yes, Jeff Bezos. Uh, so we have just, by presidential decree, uh, presidential uh, executive order, we have said that you, Mr. Bezos, may not live in any other U.S. territory or state than the state of Hawaii. Now, if you would like to live in another U.S. territory, you may do- donate all of your wealth to the United States Treasury so that you only have $1 billion. Now, if you do that, Mr. Bezos, and donate to help us reduce the national debt, mm-hmm. we will give you no more taxes for the rest of your goddamn life. Because if you hate taxes that much, you can fuck right off. Oh my god. So, Mr. Bezos, I have one of two proposals to put before you. You will have five minutes after I finish talking to decide. Here we go. So on the left, on your left, Mr. Bezos, uh, there is a contract written by my wonderful team of White House lawyers that says, I can imminent domain all of Amazon. I can pay you the full retail value for every product, every warehouse, and every pension for every goddamn worker that you have right now, because I'm firing all of them and putting them on a permanent pension. Okay. Because those are people in need, Mr. Bezos. And you fuck them over. So, uh, on the other side, you have the option to not have your product and your, 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 uh, your company taken by the U.S. government by force. Uh, now, this proposal will allow you to work for me as the 49% owner of Amazon, but... I will be the CEO, and you will be my C-fuck-you. I see. Now, so, Mr. Bezos, I can either take all of Amazon, or I can take 51%. The choice is yours. You have five minutes. Christ. And I make that speech on live television in, from the studio in the Oval Office. Oh, my God. And then I have the Secret Service wheel me out and he has five minutes on television to make his case. Holy if he shit. has, the, if he can convince the American people that he deserves a hundred and fifty-one billion dollars, oh my God! In five minutes what? on live Judge television, Judy over here. if he can convince them that he deserves a hundred billion dollars, then he is welcome to live in Hawaii for the rest of his miserable goddamn life. But if he chooses to donate with you know, this convenient check that I have right here that he can write out to the Treasury, I've already, I've already put the Treasury of the United States on, this, on the thing. So you don't have to worry about writing it out to. You're writing it out to the Treasury, and you are going to, you are going to donate here on live television 
150 of your 151 billion dollars. And if you choose, by your own free will and choice, to do this, Mr. Bezos, I won't put you in prison for financial fraud. Because any, I, I would like to say this directly to the American people so we never have this problem again. Any person on earth, doesn't matter if they're a US citizen or not, who has over $1 billion in personal assets, not company assets, personal assets, they are more than welcome to donate that money to the treasury if they choose to have less than $1 billion, then they are welcome within any U.S. territory. Mm. However, if they choose not to, and they choose to live with their stupid selves with $100 billion in the bank, while these puppies need adoption. Yeah. These puppies need adoption, don't they? They do. Why does, why does Jeff Bezos hate puppies so much? I don't know. Because he could have saved the lives of, let's see, uh, let's see, so you have $150 billion. We're gonna say that the life of a puppy is worth, what, $100 maybe? Yeah. Like, I, I, I think we could agree that you could save a puppy for around $100. You could get them spayed, neutered, get them to a good home, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would like you to explain, Mr. Bezos, why you, have the power to save the lives of, uh, let's see, uh, one and a half billion puppies, and you chose to hoard it for yourself. Now, again, it is your free will and choice, Mr. Bezos, whether or not you prefer to live in Hawaii for the rest of your miserable goddamn life, mm -hmm. with your billions, spending all of that money on products created in the U.S., because we will not allow imports from any other country. To Hawaii. To Hawaii specifically. So if they want to spend their billions on luxury goods, they can do so from a, we'll buy them a house in Hawaii. We'll, we'll, here, Mr. Bezos, here, have a million dollar mansion that you can live the rest of your goddamn life in with your billions, spending all your billions to help the American people. You are never allowed to run a corporation in the U.S. again. You are never allowed to make $1 in federal income for the rest of your life. All of your assets will be converted into money and deposited directly into your goddamn stupid bank account. Mm -hmm. And if you would prefer not to be put in federal prison, you can also sign this saying that you're going to donate your entire estate upon your death to the treasury. So I can either get your money now or I can get your money while you're in prison, or I can get your money when you die. So, Bezos, I'm taking your money because you are a goddamn criminal. Okay. I'm taking it now, or Christ. I'm taking it in a couple of months when you're in prison, or I'm taking it when you die. Now, it is your free will and choice if you would like to live in Hawaii and spend your billions on American-made goods, because no imports whatsoever from any other country are allowed to Hawaii. So we'll get your money through you spending it on the products 
And of course, all that money goes to the United States, to the Treasury. So you can, you can spend your money however you choose on the islands of Hawaii, and then I'll get your money that way. Or you can decide of your own free will and choice to dis disagree with those options, and you can sign over your will and estate to the United States and live wherever else in the world you want. Doesn't matter to me, Mr. Bezos, because I don't want you in my goddamn country. I would like to put you on Hawaii as far away from the White House as possible. He renounces his citizenship. That's fine. He can keep his billions, live in Singapore, fuck underage hookers probably with Jeffrey Epstein's of the world. I cannot control what he does in Singapore, but I can control what he does within the United States with goddamn federal currency. Yes. Turns out they just all... None of them... They just all... Oh, and if you renounce your citizenship? Oh, if you renounce your citizenship, you have to pay a $10 trillion citizenship renouncement fee, by the way. That citizenship renouncement fee is only for those who have over a billion dollars in assets. So, if you would like to renounce your citizenship, you can. You just have to come up with $10 trillion. So to leave the country legally mm -hmm. for us to issue them a passport yep. to fly to China or whatever and live the rest of their goddamn miserable life mm -hmm. they would have to give up all of their wealth down to the cap of a billion dollars mm -hmm. so they would have no choice in the matter whatsoever and no laws and no treaties would be broken in the process mm-hmm so we, we do. They wind up just donating all... Oh, we also accept donations as payment. Right. So if you want to donate, you know, half of the inventory in your warehouse and get a tax deduction for it, we will have federal employees from the Postal Service come and pick up whatever donation that you have. Yeah. So you can just sign up on the USPS website the same way that you sign up for pickup of a package. You can, there's now another check mark that says yes. donation. Be Bezos, the other thing is, if you sign this, you, you create a contract with America. With America, yep. That you will donate 50% of, 50% uh, of your warehouse every year. Every year, yep. Every single warehouse, 50% of your overstock mm -hmm. needs to be donated. Yep, and we will give you a goddamn tax deduction for it. What? And our end of the contract is we'll give you a tax deduction. And allow you to operate a business in the U.S. Oper <laughs> operate your business here in the U.S. Right. So there is a way out. Yep. You just have to be less than a billionaire to leave the country now. But, you know, that's not my goddamn problem that you chose to be so greedy, Mr. Bezos. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you're upset? Oh, well, taser him a few times on live TV. God. Just turn up the taser a little bit more. I need it. It needs to be nice and loud for me. Taser him. Okay, now maybe he'll listen. All right. God. <laughs> how how many views on YouTube would tasering Jeff Bezos on live stream get? Oh my God. Yeah. 
oh, it's, are you saying your rights are being violated? Oh, last I checked, it's completely legal for any police department in America to use tasers. So if you would like to stop me from using the taser on every billionaire that comes into my office, just because it's, it's fun. It's just, I do it because I think it's fun, okay? I'm not trying to hurt anybody, not trying to do cruel and unusual punishment. If you would like me to stop that, Congress, then yeah. you'll have to pass a law banning all tasers within the U.S. territory so that police won't be able to use them either. <laughs> so it's your choice, Congress. It's your free will and choice. You can ban all tasers, or I will personally taser every billionaire, whether they are a world leader or not, Every billionaire, yet as long as you have less than a billion dollars and you walk through my office, you don't have to be tasered. Tase Putin? Just fucking cry. So, they should be everyone trying to kill you. Uh, <laughs> we'll, do it, we'll do it as a game show. <laughs> okay, so the, the, door, the door to the Oval Office, we're going to put lights and sirens all around it. What the... And it's a scanner, okay? It's a fake sc- It's not an, actually a scanner, but it, it'll be a, a scanner. It's the billionaire scanner. So I'll have, I'll have Secret Service standing with what their the taser fuck? batons. <laughs> All right, let's find out if... Uh, let's find out if Donald Trump is a billionaire. All right, Mr. Billionaire, come on through. Oh, he does have over a billion dollars. Oh, look at him squirm. Oh, hello, Mr. Trump. Welcome. Too bad that you lied about that for years. When when you listed on your taxes only $200 million while you were running for president? How strange. How odd that you would have claimed on national TV a hundred times, 126 times that you were a billionaire. That would be lying to the American public, would it not? Hmm. Well, uh, once you recover from the taser, uh, we will go into our lesson on quantum physics for the day. My God. uh, Which I will be teaching to the children of America. And if you don't like that, then you are welcome to go back to your country or to Hawaii. Again, to live out the rest of your miserable goddamn billionaire life. You are welcome to go there and not speak to the President of the United States, if you would prefer. But if you would like to speak to me, you have to sit your goddamn ass down in a tiny little, uh, tiny little desk from one of our, one of our beautiful uh, public schools in DC. We've, we've taken a desk from a school and we've put it in front of a whiteboard, uh, like one of those like fancy whiteboards, obviously, where I can draw on the whiteboard Mm-hmm. And I can draw all the different concepts, and we'll have slides playing behind it as well. And that person, if they want to speak to me, has to sit in an uncomfortable, tiny little elementary school desk for an hour, listening to me talk about statistics and quantum physics, and then at the end of that hour, they are welcome to speak with me on any topic that they choose. Oh my God. So. You want me to uh, drill for oil? Uh, no. So next question. Oh, you want me to give tax cuts to billionaires? Uh, last I checked, there's 50% less billionaires this year than last year. I- I've noticed that the more I tase them, the more money <laughs> they give to the treasury. It's pretty great. So uh, tax cuts for billionaires, that's a no. Next question. 
<laughs> oh, uh, there is a tax break. It's called donations. Yeah, you know, maybe if you donated some of your wealth Doesn't to mean... help the American people in any way you choose, you don't have to donate it to the Treasury. It's very kind of you to donate it to the Treasury, and that's how you can keep control of your company and have a license to operate in the United States. Now, here's the other way you can keep control of your country company. Mm-hmm. It's very easy. You donate excess product. You stop the abusive. Pro- you stop the overly abusive process of simply overstocking your shelves to an unnecessary level, such as we'll grocery it, stores. We will make it illegal to do that. So, yes. like the and all of the produce that does have like a, a blemish or whatever, we will have by federal law. We will have a food pantry behind every big box store. Yeah. So you can own a Walmart in America if you want. You can own a Kroger or a, a Target or whatever. Any, but you any have place to, that sells produce. But you have to run a food pantry out of the Kroger. Yes. And so that you have to, by federal law, take whatever number of employees you have in the store. Or hell. Just... Hold on, hold on. Whatever yeah. number of employees you have in the store. So Walmart might have 500 employees. Yep. You divide that by 10, so that would be 50 employees. You add another 50 employees to your store. Yeah. And these, these employees must be paid by you the federal minimum wage of mm-hmm. $100 an hour. Yeah. To take the food from the, from the grocery store, and then anything that's like raw ingredients, like say peppers or carrots or onions or whatever, they'll make into whatever food for the day. Mm-hmm. And then anything that people would want to eat just by itself, like apples or whatever, they'll just be giant carts of app, like cartons of apples everywhere. Of course, made with beautiful American craftsmen making the boxes for everyone. Yes. And making a standardized pallet. A standardized pallet made out of real wood that doesn't have splinters everywhere to hurt people. And we make the price of pallets zero dollars. Why would anyone use the old system? And then you have millions of pounds of wood, planks from the old system of pallets Mm -hmm. that can be recycled into anything, like housing, for example. To make pallets safer, cheaper, and 3D printed. 3D printed. Out of plastic. Oh, yes, of course. Out of recycled plastic. Because, yeah. 3D printed pallets. Mm hmm. Now, taking the 3D printing material and recycling it, or recycling things, recycling plastics down into 3D printed material is its own subcategory of business but well see and here's the thing about recycled plastic i'm glad you i'm glad you went back to that topic yep because that is one that is actually really important because basically what happened for many years yeah uh so from about uh 1980 to around 19 sorry about 1980 to around 2010 or so uh, basically, every bottle or plastic or whatever that was from food service yeah. and couldn't easily be recycled, yep. what they did was they just t- 
took that stuff and they shipped it to China. Yeah. Now, the Chinese government owns most of the businesses in China, and they realized that this plastic was toxic to the workers in the factories, and so they stopped all importation of these types of plastics. Okay. And so now we have a double problem of nowhere to put these plastics and no federal guidelines in place of how to wash the plastics so they can be reused. Yeah. So why don't we, again, to operate a big box store in America, you have to have, you know, however many employees to run a plastic recycling facility. Yes. So people can bring their bottles, they can bring their cans, whatever. A person in, you know, a hazmat suit or whatever, just to keep them safe from infection, Mm -hmm. is, you know, looking through and washing the cans and washing the food out of the cans and all that. Because if you you did that right away, instead of just putting in a landfill, you bring in a bunch of tuna cans, they're probably going to be pretty gross. But if a person with with safety gear on washes them, then they can easily be recycled. Well, tuna cans and metals... Mm-hmm. With um, smithing, you typically don't wash them. You oh. just toss them straight into the crucible, and you oh. uh, scrape off the impurities from the top. You don't oh, have to wash them easier. whatsoever. Well, that's great. Now, then people would just, then here's what would happen. Yeah, people would bring all their old, you know, soup cans or whatever. Yeah, we just toss them in a giant warm vat behind the croaker. <laughs> Everyone would love that. Oh my god. Come toss your cans in the federal volcano. It'll it'll actually look like a volcano and like steam will be coming off of it and like, yes, we have and I'll I'll teach the like carnival barkers how to do it. And it'll be like, yes, we have a donation of ten cans by James Charles. Thank you, James Charles from YouTube. Uh YouTube? That's not a state. Uh, all right, now, come bring your cans, Mr. Charles, and receive this uh, this receipt for them for a $10 tax deduction for 10 cans. Well done. 10 cans, $10 off your taxes. We will pour them into the molten lava of doom that shall become the ice cream scoops of our future generations. <laughs> and then, just make it fun. Like, make it like a carnival behind every Kroger and Walmart. And everyone will go, not because they have to, but because they're already there for their stuff. And so why not get a tax deduction while they're there? And then people will go through all the old landfills and all of this. If we set the price of these things to be a dollar, Mm-hmm. People will search, you know, oh, every bottle I find is a dollar? Wow, that's great. Well, let me donate 10,000 bottles from this old, you know, landfill. And how could anyone oppose us democratically? How could anyone oppose us if on day one... We have a massive recycling empire around the United States that is just ready to walk into the White House, which will then become where everyone mails their donations to. I've been talking about the mail for years. Yeah. And I finally get to tell you why. This is why everyone knows the president's address. Everyone wants to send mail to the president. So why don't we just increase the volume of donations of mail to the president. Oh, 
you and again we'll do we'll do we'll do all of this on live TV. Okay? Yeah. Oh, we received this donation of a solid gold bar from Denver, Colorado. <laughs> uh, how much is it worth on the big screen? $281,000 off your taxes, my friend. Well done. I heard that you stole this from Fort Knox. Good job. <laughs> uh, let me go ahead and sign a uh, let me go ahead and sign a pardon for you. <laughs> because of course we just opened the doors of Fort Knox and anyone can take these things if they want money <laughs> off their taxes. What, what goddamn use are they to me? What the fuck? <laughs> Why not? Yes, everyone, please form an ordinary line. The president should be giving out gold bars this evening from Fort Knox. Please step up the steps of the plane carefully. Uh, you may stand here with the president to receive your gold bar. <laughs> Yes, welcome to Fort Knox. It is a beautiful military base that will be converted into housing for the homeless. Uh, now, Mr. Playstead, how much gold do we have to give away? It's about $17 billion we'll be giving away here on live television. Please form an orderly line. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, now. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me, let me, let me stop you right amazing. there. I would love for Mr. Beast to be my president of the National Institute of Social Media or whatever. I don't know, it could be anything. We'll make a new federal agency to keep our children safe on social media and employ millions of Americans in the process to be the content evaluators of everyone in the world. So every country in the United, every country in NATO in, in particular, can we make sure Pornhub's still around? Darling. We will turn whitehouse.gov. We will have a separate, we'll have a separate link, it'll be linked on our website. Oh my god. It'll be called whitehouse.red or something like that. Or whitehouse.porn. I don't know. Something something to that effect. That would be where we have all of our videos of us having sex on our TV set in the in the Oval Office. Hello, everyone. Uh, we would like to teach safe sex practices today. So, Trey, uh, tell me what a condom is. We're naked, by the way. Uh, he's a little bit lost for words. He's a little bit camera shy. You know, we've only been on camera every single day for the past 10 years, but it's fine. Yeah, why not be a little bit embarrassed, my love? We're naked. We've got a bunch of beautiful, beautiful Las Vegas whores behind me. Um, now they won't be participating in our sexual encounter, but they will be having their own sexual encounters all over the White House. And we'll switch, we'll switch cameras every so often to show the just absolutely gorgeous Las Vegas hookers. Now, because uh, on my second day in office, I signed the presidential edict of 2028 that said. All prostitution in the United States is now federally regulated by the uh, Prostitution of the World Agency, or uh, the, the Safe Prostitution Agency of the United States. And uh, every person who is a prostitute can sign up for federal protection under the law, now that, they're, now that the business that they do is legal. Uh -huh. And they can receive at our government-sponsored hospitals that we will eminent domain from all the greedy fucks that wanted to uh, charge the goddamn American people for their health care all these years. Uh, at any hospital in America, a person 
of the prostitution persuasion may walk and get one of our angel dust branded condoms sponsored by A24. A24, I got you guys. Uh, on one side of the on one side of the condom we have a picture of angel dust here on the other side we have the a24 logo beautiful beautiful look how it shines the light that, that foil was made from tanks that we melted by the way so <clears throat> here we have a picture of angel dust on the side it says practice safe sex y'all has been hotel.com fantastic can you believe that show has been running 20 years now didn't we catapult that into superstardom, and then we will, we will have Vivzy Pop here. Here, I, I, I just had this thought, but why not? A Vivzy Pop, I hereby, I, I, I hereby <coughs> promise that on my first day in office, I will purchase via eminent domain the copyright to Has Been Hotel, and it will be, it will become one of the first shows on our presidential streaming network. That's in the public domain. <coughs> Which we will, we will put every film within the Library of Congress, we will place in the public domain. Because if you think I can't do that as the president, then fuck you. So uh, I think they are in the public domain, aren't they? What? What do you mean? The Library of Congress. Anyone can actually access every single... So you would think that they would have done that by now after 300 years, but they goddamn haven't, and they should. So here's, like six, yes. so here's here's how, and this would be a perfect place to end this podcast. Okay? Yeah. I will create by far the most elaborate and expensive YouTube stunt ever. So for my entire presidency, starting on day one, we will have uh, schools around America that will be receiving digitally created copies of these books, including, uh, or well, we might even send a copy of the book from Amazon or something, just another copy of that same book. Yeah. Uh, we will be sending them to schools to have the children of America uh, take the books and separate them by pages. And then we will send them through our electronic scanner so that both sides of the page are scanned, and the front, and the back, and the spine. So every single part of the book has been scanned into the libraryofcongress.gov website, where anyone can use Google Lens, or whatever version of Google Lens there is in 10 years. Anyone will be able to access any page of any book that has ever been written for free. And I will say on my presidential inauguration that I promise to have this task done by the time that I leave office. Because on the day that I leave office, whatever that day is, whether through impeachment or through uh, violence or whatever, <laughs> who knows? Kim Jong-un has much, much, much crazy uh, in his brain. So... Uh, on whatever day that I leave office, I shall roll down the steps of Pennsylvania Avenue. I will roll in a presidential parade down to, down to the Library of Congress. And we will start filming the burning of the second library of Alexandria. And on live television, we will have all of those books that were sent 
as copies, we won't actually burn the real Library of Congress, but we'll build a replica and we'll fill it with all the pages of the books that everyone in America scanned. Yeah. Using very simple tools. You know, we, to do the scanning, actually, yeah. we, sh we shouldn't use machines to do the scanning. What we'll do is we'll just, we'll have, um, you know, just all the books and then we'll put one page of the book into an envelope yeah. It'll have like a code to indicate what page that it is, so if you make another one, we can. And it just goes out to the retirees of America. And those that want to can spend their time transcribing the text so that that text then is their own original creation. Which means that if every senior in America spent a couple minutes a day transcribing books, and then release those into the public domain. No one on earth has the power to <coughs> stop me from releasing every page into the public domain and then putting all of those uh, books that we, that we scanned into a giant pile the size of the White House and then we start recording on July 4th, as the, as, the, as the fireworks go up, this giant pile of books representing, not, not actually being the Second Library of Alexandria, but representing the Second Library of Alexandria, all of that information becomes lost to the universe as text on a page, but it's all been converted into digital information that's now accessible by every human being on Earth. If that can't create the goddamn Federation of Planets, I don't know what can. This is what I have been planning my entire life. Goodbye. Boop. How does it feel? That, well, maybe, maybe not the next election, maybe not the one after that. Doesn't matter, I will run in every election as the president of furries, I will run in every election. And you can, you don't have to go out to the public. Hell, Joe Biden ran for the election and he was in a fucking basement for most of it. So I will conduct my campaign mostly from home. Mm-hmm. Not entirely. I'll, and we will, so we'll conduct the campaign from probably maybe half the year at home. Yep. Yeah, you know, we'll take a break every two weeks or whatever. But for the rest of our lives, we can live in a beautiful, American-made, rainbow RV with mm -hmm. our characters on the side of it filled with puppies. Yes. That we'll have, we'll have a whole nother RV of just puppies. Yes. It'll be our rolling, puppy rolling presidential puppy shelter. Yes. And anyone can bring a puppy who needs a home we we give them veterinary care if they need it. We help them, you know, get better if they're sick. Yes. And then they bring them back to the presidential puppy palace, which will be the second RV, the presidential puppy palace. Yep. <laughs> Make it, you know, covered in velvet and gems and uh, gems. <coughs> Cheap paste, but same thing. Doesn't matter. As long as it glitters and is filled with puppies, everyone in the world will want to come and see it. Everyone in the world would love to adopt 
a puppy from the presidential puppy palace of furries. Yes. And of course, as we are doing our puppy adopt our official puppy adoption ceremony where someone in a beautiful tuxedo and white gloves comes out carrying the puppy on a pillow. And then they receive again for for the internet. I will be in my wheelchair wearing whatever clothing that I prefer, wearing my fursuit head and signing presidential decrees that say you have adopted the 787th puppy. Well done. 787 is yours. Your certificate of presidential puppy adoption, <laughs> which is framed by the way, you may hang it up in your office that you are a presidential puppy adopter and the cost to adopt will be $1 or one postage stamp because there'll be an acre of swap meet right next to it where people can bring their stuff to donate and there'll be an army <coughs> of people who want to help save the puppies to scan stuff with Google Lens and see how much it's worth. And if you find anything that's over the value, uh, then we'd have, we'd, then we'd have two piles. We'd have two piles of stuff. One is stuff worth over $10, and one is worth stuff under $10. Anything in the $10 pile is free? Yeah. Under $10 pile is free. Anything in the over $10 pile is $1 or one postage stamp. And we will make millions of dollars doing this. Yeah. Well, I could talk about puppies and politics and statistics and uh, government regulation all night. And I look forward to being able to take one hour of primetime television every night to talk about government regulation. Because if it's boring, then I'm doing a bad job as the Ms. Frizzle of the new Galactic Federation. We will do all the gags. We will bring Bill Nye on the show. I will, I will personally invite Bill Nye to conduct as many shows as he would like from his own personal office in the White House. He, he is more than welcome to explain science concepts on stream. We will record them, and then we will create a standardized curriculum for the entire United States that contains all of these videos for every single topic that a teacher might want to cover. So we'll have an American history one, we'll have one for history of each individual state, etc. A math one, science one. And for Bill Nye, if he doesn't want to move into the White House. And why wouldn't he? <clears throat> it, it could be an office and not a house, but... Yeah. Details. <laughs> he could have an office, or we could just custom build him a replica you don't of the oval of the oval office <laughs> yes a replica of the oval office and let him add his own sciencey touches to it that would be incredible from his own house because he actually runs oh, a lot of experiments out of his house that would be fucking incredible and he would be our resident for my presidency Yes. He would be my appointed president of science. Because president doesn't mean anything. No. Anyone can be a president. I've met some very stupid presidents of companies. Oh, yeah. If they can be presidents, then I, of course, can appoint 
the official science president of the United States. Yes. Who will film in his very own Oval Office from his home. Yeah. And we'll take, we'll build him, uh, uh, there'll be screens behind it instead of windows. And he gets whatever federal grants to run whatever experiments he fucking wants. Yes, Bill Nye, I would love, I would love to build something to make CERN blush. The world's largest particle accelerator called the uh, Bill Nye Particle Accelerator of the Future. And I will spend as many billions as it takes for us to find the secrets of the universe. Because I care a lot about quantum physics and I would like to know more about these different science concepts that you love, Mr. Nye. And I would love to make you we work with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, you better bet he would have an office in my White Are you kidding me? Do you know how many children visit the White House every year? Millions. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to walk by? It could even be a closed door. Okay? In the, sci- the new science wing of the White House, where we make all the videos for every school. Mm-hmm. What child wouldn't want to walk past the office of Neil deGrasse Tyson and hear him talking through the door about science? What child wouldn't want to hit, wouldn't want to walk by? Oh, it's Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, oh, this is the office of Bill Nye, the science guy. And whenever they want, they can come out and greet the children. They, they don't have to. They can just stay in their office and talk to whoever they want or film whatever they want, whatever. Yeah. But if they want to, you know, ah, oh, yes, uh, Mr. Tyson, we have 100 children outside who would love to speak with you about science and technology. Uh, would you like to meet them, Mr. Tyson? Oh, yes, of course, bring them in. And, of course, they all receive one of my Neil deGrasse Tyson presidential pens available in the White House gift shop that currently have a resale value on, on uh, eBay of, let's see, $7,000 per pen. Incredible! So each of these children will be able to get $7,000 if they return home and sell their presidential Neil deGrasse Tyson pen on eBay. What a wonderful thing for children to be able to visit the White House and receive just an object made out of American materials. And the price is whatever the American people say it is to give money to these children's families for their future. Yes. <clears throat> what, how, what better way could you inspire a generation of scientists? Engineers, mathematicians, whatever. We will have a mathematics wing of the White House, and we will have the world's greatest mathematicians. They will all have private offices. They will all eat with the president every night at a beautiful banquet of scientists and engineers and quantum physicists who can teach me the concepts that I want to teach to the students. And every night we will have the presidential puppy hour where you play with puppies. And so every, maybe we'll have like half the screen is you playing with puppies and then half the screen is me with the, you know, with the whiteboard. And the children will watch in rapt attention every morning as the first thing they do when they get to school of Bill Nye, Neil deGrasse Tyson, their favorite YouTube creators, their favorite 
uh, people from TikTok, their favorite people from Hollywood. What celebrity wouldn't want to go and sit in a class with children in the Oval Office? So you have you have ten you know representative children as the audience of the of the lecture. Yeah. What celebrity wouldn't want to be the one person chose every night to sit in the class with the children? And then the celebrity has to try to explain the concept at the beginning and the end of the episode. Oh my god, we get Snoop Dogg? Yeah. All right, Snoop Dogg, uh, how does it feel that we just passed the Snoop Dogg Marijuana Legalization Act of 2030? It feels pretty good, man. Now, now I would like you to, uh, I would like you to say the name of the web address where you can get free, legal, Delta 9 and Delta 8 products federally regulated so they're safe to use for anyone over the age of 18 so anyone over the age of 18 in america they can come on what's the website it's whitehouse.gov brother all right whitehouse.gov is the website uh come on there and you can order as much thc as you want for the cost of one dollar per gummy or pill or whatever, or one postage stamp. You can also (laughs) mail in your orders via presidential postcard, via your presidential postcard printer with free postage from anywhere in the United States. And uh, I would like to ask, um, we have our mailman of the day, we have our letter of the day. All right, Mr. Playstead, please present the letter on the presidential envelope. Thank you. And we will use our lovely American Wood Art letter opener. Standard issue, by the way. And anyone can order these from the White House website for $1 or one postage stamp. Because these are, how much do you, how, tell me how much it costs to take a beautiful tree from American forests in the National Park. Mm-hmm. Just, just one tree. It had already fallen down. It's not like we would cut down a tree to make this. No. And then this, this steel, this steel, uh, did you know that it's from tanks from World War I and World War II? So you can own a piece of American history. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, I will sign and date the, uh, the presidential letter opener uh, decree that you will receive in the mail. Oh, also. And we will donate. As we clean up the forest, what other... One other aspect of the reclaiming the wood from the forest without cutting down more trees, mm-hmm. especially in California. Yeah. We have... I have put a presidential... Not part of... A presidential... Not edict. An executive order. Sorry, an executive order. Okay. (laughs) I have put in place an executive order over the next four years. We will be working with locals. Uh We will be identifying the problem spots in the forest. Yeah. Working with the best people in those fields that aren't yes men. Absolutely. Yes, we will be working with the scientists. We will not be working with the lobbyists. We will be no working... Lo- I, would, I would like to remind everyone of my presidential decree from my oh. day... Hold on one second. Sorry, let me just remind everyone of my presidential decree yep. that, I, that I issued on day one. 
in my presidential address, I said, no lobbyist is welcome in my White House. No lobbyist whatsoever. Scientists are welcome. Educators are welcome. We shall find the best teachers in America to create a standard curriculum to be used for the next thousand generations of students. Yes, not just a standard curriculum, an ever-evolving, adaptable curriculum to whatever tides and waves may crash upon these mighty shores. Yes, and, and the children of America, on their presidential laptop, with, of course, the seal of the presidency, on the, on, instead of a, instead of a uh, logo from some disgusting money-grubbing corporation. They have, the, of course, the presidential seal on their metal-encased laptop, of course, built from metal that we used from war machines that we had melted down, yes. or, or metal that the children have donated themselves at our presidential food pantries behind every grocery store in America. Yes, and one other thing that I would like to add, getting back to the trees, mm -hmm. we, the fire, the land management that individual states mm -hmm. is appalling. Really? Pathetic. Mm. Tell me why. One of the, I, I cannot fathom the lack of intellect you people have had over the last hundred years. There's no reason why all of your houses should be burning down. Exactly. <clears throat> why are we not building houses from, we can, we can have the, we can have the Army Corps of Engineers create a thousand house designs and release them all into the public domain. Well, not just house designs. Yeah, designs for everything. No, I'm getting back. Yes, and I would. Mm -hmm. yeah, the yeah, yeah. dead brush, dead trees, sure. using mechanical means to remove dead wood sure. has yeah. caused more problems. Now, well. I will, be, my, I will be using yes. the I will be using the full might of the United States uh, the full might of the United States Reserve yep. the full might of the our very proud Army Reserve sign up today receive one hundred dollars an hour Army Reserve and as many sailors as humanly friggin possible oh, don't forget to use my favorite word our brave seamen yes our brave seamen any. Every single one of them will be trained in forest fires. Turn, oh, one of the traditions of seamen mm -hmm. on the ocean is every seaman is also a firefighter. That's good to know. Well, how about we do... And we will be doing... We will be taking the, taking the appropriate steps of the land management mm -hmm. and we will be removing... The options by executive order yep. for states that have unreal, that have unreasonable, irresponsible, and mm. criminal right. practices when it comes to land management, debris, fire prevention, mm -hmm. and we will, as the as the country, that is a matter of national security, and we Absolutely. will be. Yeah, that is a matter of national security. We Absolutely. will be acting in the best interest of the American citizens. Sorry. I just realized my, we My have... next executive order is 
This is equally irresponsible mm. in a matter of national security. Sure. So I deem it necessary to sure have an have our entire electrical grid mm-hmm. rebuilt. Yep. Fortified. Yep. Against EMPs, terrorist attacks. Absolutely. And I will be declassifying mm. all of Nikola Tesla's work. Absolutely. Well, not only and his work, but every patent as well. All of his work, all of his notes, absolutely everything mm-hmm. that he has ever come up with. Yeah, let's talk and about it on live TV in front of an audience of fifth graders. How yes. great would that lecture oh, be? And by executive order, I am abolishing the copyrights. Yeah. And I will be resetting it to the original standard of the copyright, the copyright system. Yes, absolutely. And I am doing this via executive order. Absolutely. That will be one of the executive orders we sign on day one. We'll have a lot of papers to sign on day one. Yes. Because we have six years to come up with ideas. (laughs) And we could come up with about a thousand executive orders a day. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to be. I, I, I'm actually. I'm. I'm going to be preparing because what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to have an army of uh, of, of young school children who will receive one of these executive orders in the mail. Uh, you know, let's say we have a thousand executive orders that we need to sign. We could say, well, we're going to make as many copies of each one as we need. We're going to send one to every child in America. They can learn about civics while signing the president's signature via a stamp. They'll have a stamp, like, we'll send them a rubber stamp that is my signature, Neil Fox. And then on the very first day of my presidency, and for every day after that, they receive an executive order from the president talking about their school for the day. Yes. Yes! Children! Please! Sign your executive orders. This is replacing the Pledge of Allegiance, of course, because who cares about the United States of America? What's important is that you, every child in America, is now a member of the Galactic Federation of Planets. And as your galactic overlord, I decree that you shall all stamp your executive orders of the day and review them with your teachers. Make sure this, this executive order was written directly by me, and you will read it with your teacher talking about the lesson plan that you have for the day, because why not send out... How many school children are in America? Uh, 10 million? 20 million? I don't know. I think it's around 50 million, actually. Why not send... How many executive orders is it legal for me to send in a day? I am not a lawyer, and I do not know. (laughs) The answer is there is no limit. So why not send out one personal, with their name on it, executive order saying, now you make sure you be a good child at school today. And it says, you know, here's the lunch that you will have, here's your first class, here's your next class, all of this. And make sure you do your homework. If you won't, I'll have to give you a presidential pardon. child in America an executive order to make sure they do their homework. <laughs> what the fuck? Why not? 
Now you have to do it. It's constitutional, child. <laughs> what the hell? And by the is way... That even, is that even... <laughs> how would it not be legal? If it's a crime, I can pardon myself for it. Is that even enforceable? <laughs> no! The, but we'll, we'll say it's a crime. Well, it, it, it'll be a crime in quotes. So whenever I use in quotes on the show, it'll be a joke. So... Now, everyone, make sure to remember not to commit any crimes tomorrow. And remember, crime is not doing your homework. <laughs> now, Mr. Nye, Mr. Nye is here Don't with me. Do we want our executive orders to be enforceable? Darling, this will be an opportunity to teach every child yes. in America from the age that they are one year old to the age that they are 18. Yeah. That, when does a contract become enforceable, my love? When? when someone turns 18. So if I sent them a false, con false contract, it's not actually, it's just a piece of paper. Okay. It's a piece of paper to remind them to do their homework, and they stamp it at the beginning of every day with my signature, meaning that I officially signed their decree. To go to school. Got it. What, what child? Okay, I, I want you to imagine a child. When was the last time that you were a child? Oh, a couple of years ago, okay? I want to remember, I want to, I want to, I want to encourage you to think back to when you were, say, in the elementary age, okay? Elementary school age, Trey. Yeah. Receives in the mail every single day his very own personalized executive order from the president that says a message created by artificial intelligence the most uplifting and encouraging thing that is possible to send him that day stoic quotes stoic quotes sure uh you know billy okay, okay. Uh, your 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 mother sent me a postcard la uh, we'll do again, we'll do this on live television, okay? Now, Billy, I received a presidential postcard from your mother the other day, and it says, you have not been going to bed on time. Now, I'm going to make sure to include in my next executive order that's right, that has uh, titled, let's see, Billy Smith from Iowa, right? In my next executive order to you, which will be on your desk, We'll be on your desk tomorrow morning. Yeah. We'll say to you, Billy, it's very important to get good rest. So make sure that you go to bed when your parents say that you should. So, but the thing is, is that I'll be talking about that on TV. And I'll be talking about how I will make a personalized letter to every child every morning personalized to their specific educational needs. Yes. And we'll have every teacher in America to add text to the document, a single document of text that can be analyzed by GP3 technology. Okay. So GP3 is a human language text creator. Yep. Okay? okay? It can make very natural sounding language, all right? Okay. 
So as part of my presidential library, which of course will be a children's museum, my presidential library will not be some stuffy place like Bill Clinton's one. Mine is the world's largest, the Smithsonian Children's Museum. Awesome. The Smithsonian Children's Museum now takes up five square miles of downtown, of downtown Washington, D.C., and every child will come once a year to the presidential Smithsonian Children's Museum to learn about the, t the topics that they are struggling with in school. Since their teachers send me a postcard every day letting me know what specific thing I should tell the child the following day. Yes. In my presidential executive order to every child in America every single day, which they will stamp my signature on every time they get to school, so we will have a perfect attendance record of every child in America, because who wouldn't show up to school to receive their personal letter from the president? And it will be every, so the, the document will be all of the different like podcasts and everything that we do, we'll have that transcribed into a document. So it'll be my words and then the words of every, you know, we'll say the, the top teacher in every state. Yes. And so we, we have tons of different questions that will be sent in by presidential postcard. Of, you know, how does my child um, learn reading faster? He's in the third grade. And then the teachers that, again, the, the top teachers will, will have some type of like, you know, top 1% of teachers award or something. And yeah. like those are the ones that will write the letters to the parents all across America. So every day, the teachers will sit down, again, the top 1% only, yeah. will sit down and help the parents with, who are struggling to fix the problems in their specific child's education. So, and then they will, and then hold and you on. You can do it all via Skype, of course, online or in person. Of course, uh, in person, of course. Do you think that we won't have a lavish presidential palace for every top teacher in America? Every teacher who receives the top one, the presidential top one percent of teachers award, will receive a. $70 million presidential mansion built in whatever address in America, God bless the United States of America, a $70 million mansion built in their hometown if they choose. The labor for this house will come from the greatest artisans that the world has ever seen, the, the American Wood Art Academy of Wood Engineers. Yeah. <laughs> And, and these carpenters will come from all around the country to build a house on live television for every top 1% of teachers in America. Yes. It, it doesn't matter how much it costs because half of the house will be for the teacher. The other half. And the is... other half will be classrooms and a planetarium. Are we basically just building Xavier's mansion, but we're, um... Yes, and the teacher, if they choose to, can play the character 
of what's his, what, uh, what's the Professor X. They can play the character of Professor X for the children if they choose, or they can just be themselves, whatever. But yes, welcome, welcome, students, to the what? What's the name of the house that he runs? The School of Gifted Children, or something? I don't remember. Something like that. I don't know. It'll be you know, welcome to the Presidential Palace for Positive Teaching Education. Now. How fortunate that there are teachers, there are wonderful teachers all over America. And which one of them would not want to be in charge of their very own presidential children's library and presidential palace for them and their 17 closest relatives to live in? We don't even have to... We can build structures. Mm -hmm. We can take my eminent domain existing schoolhouses but these the schoolhouses are already owned by the government they we don't have to eminent domain shit with that oh good point but we can eminent domain a skyscraper in every city yes and, and turn that into a school for inner city kids and if the if the bankers don't like that there are 20 buses of school children walking into the building next to their fancy bank where they stole money from the american people then they are welcome to explain to the school children why they don't want them to be there. Exactly. Is it the color of their skin? Perhaps. That someone would not want 500 or 5,000, depending on the size of the city, inner city children taken to the presidential tower of science in their town where they will be taught by video by the best teachers in the world. So, yes. And then once they've finished watching the video lesson for that day, there's yeah. a teacher there to help them with the homework. Yeah. So you watch the video for the day for that class. You know, maybe it's a 30-minute video by Neil deGrasse Tyson, me, whatever. You know, we'll, 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 again, we'll create a standard curriculum for all different types of classes. Yeah. So we only need one person to create a fantastic math 101 for kindergartners. Yeah. You only have to do that once. Yeah. Why haven't we already done it? Well, the reading rainbow. I will have LeVar Burton's reading rainbow hour where he will read books to the children for their nap time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why not? And of course, all the actors from Star Trek will be the stars of my spacefaring around the solar system because if you, and I'm speaking to the audience, I'm not speaking to you, okay? Yeah. If you think that in eight years of children donating metal from every scrapyard in America at a fixed price, which is above the market value, so that the best price for the metal... Well, hell, even the adults would get in on it at that point. Of course they would. We'll set the price, set the price, but the, instead of a price decrease we will set the price higher than the market value so if copper is selling in the scrapyard for five dollars we'll just say oh well you know children of america we need more copper to build these computers please find copper in your neighborhood and send it to me and i will pay you six dollars per pound that you find it's like a scavenger hunt children except you're looking for things that look like pennies in fact if you send me a pound of copper, I will, I will personally go down to the mint and I will create a presidential penny just for you 
It will have my fursona on the front and your fursona on the back as a completely unique piece of American history just for you. So make sure to send us your copper, your, send, send me your pour, send me your copper, your zinc, your, your plastic bottles yearning to breathe free. If you live in the city of New York City, make sure that you address all of your presidential postcards to the Statue of Liberty. All you have to do is just write the Statue of Liberty and these lovely barges will take my letters all to the Statue of Liberty to be sorted and counted within her mighty frame in the very first ever Statue of Liberty Postal Office. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I, I got carried away. Okay, anyway. Uh, so I have a lot of ideas. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> and, and, and I would like to point out that we could do this every day for six years before getting elected. How many ideas for better education can we come up with in six years? If we just came up with like 10 stupidly good innovations just now, like why do you not appoint someone to be the nation's president of science is the, is the leader of the Smithsonian? Now, every child, of course, receives a, a, uh, a plane chartered by the president to come to the presidential, uh, the presidential Smithsonian Children's Museum. <laughs> you shall ride on Air, Force, Air Forces 2, 3, 4, 5, and 7. <laughs> and you will ride on an exact replica of the... Of, uh, you will ride on an exact replica of the Air Force One, except that it has been created into classrooms for children. So while they are traveling to Washington, D.C., they can be learning. How wonderful! I want every child in America to be the smartest and greatest scientist that they can be, just like my friend Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson here. Thank you again for being, us, for being on my show for the 747th time, Mr. Nye. <laughs> you are my favorite guest with the possible exception of Oprah that we had yesterday. <laughs> and you get a free car, and you get a free car. Uh, Miss Oprah, welcome to the show. Hello. Oh, what the fuck was that accent? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> when did she become Chinese? <laughs> Hello, I am Oprah. <laughs> what was that? That's so funny. Uh, Miss Oprah, uh, thank you so much for coming to my inaugural opening of the Cars for America initiative. Uh, we have melted down every single tank that the United States has ever produced into plates of steel, and we will be employing engineers and artisans at the world's largest factory. And Miss Oprah will have a TV studio built right next to the end of the production line. And every time that a car passes by her, built by the American people, she will say, you get a free car, and you get a free car. Oh, my God. So Oprah tapes her show, and there's just cars going by behind her, and they just have <laughs> signs on the side that says, you get a free car, you get a free car. And again, we sell them for $1 or one postage stamp. Well, thank you, viewers and listeners. 
uh, I look forward to hearing your responses <laughs> because I know that none of you are going to believe anything that I say. <laughs> I want to become the Miss Frizzle of space. I want to become Captain Picard in real life wearing my fursuit to explore the planet Mars for the children. Come with me, children, on my journey to the planet Mars. Go to bed, my love. I will be podcasting here. I want to come with you. Well, then, I will join you, my love. Uh, this has been uh, another episode of uh, State of the Fandom. I am your president for life, democratically elected, of course, of the United States and the United Federation of Planets. And with me, as always, is... Link the Labrador, the ever-vigilant watchdog of the furry fandom. Yes! Thank you, children. Make sure to wear your fursuits to official fursuit on school day, and we'll see you from the future.